0: Welcome to First and Awe's Financial Health. This is where we wanna share our passion and our knowledge with you to enhance your financial health. Please enjoy this previously recorded material from our YouTube channel.
1: All right, hey, welcome to First and Awe Financial. I'm Ryan First and Awe, Tyler Lindsay, Yes. Associate Wealth Advisor. And uh, we wanted to give you kind of a wrap up on uh, 2023, some of the significant things that happened this year, maybe a slight look outlook for next year, but really kind of wanted to let you know some of the things that we you know, have noticed throughout the year, things that may impact your investments uh, that, that you think would be important. So I think, Tyler, you know, what, what, do you, what should we start with?
2: Yeah, so the one of the biggest things throughout this year everybody's been talking about is interest rates. Okay. So tell me a little bit about what interest rates have done throughout the year.
1: Yeah, so, and, and maybe even going back the last two years, yeah, the yeah. Federal Reserve Board has been raising interest rates. And so they've raised interest rates basically to zero, um, to their target now is like five and a quarter to five and a half percent. Mm-hmm. And so that's where rates stand today. At the beginning of the year, they were about a percent lower, like four and a quarter, four and a half, somewhere in that range. Uh, so they have raised rates this year. Uh, they stopped raising them. Um, uh, it was the last rate increase in October ish or September. I thought it was before that. It was yeah. September. Mm-hmm. Anyway, they did stop raising rates. They have been kind of flat for a little while. And um, I think maybe an outlook would be that the Fed has kind of paused for a while, and if inflation stays kind of maybe the levels of where it is or maybe goes down even more, maybe not raise them again.
2: Yeah, that's what I've heard and we've seen. A lot of people talking about. I don't know how quickly that will be, though. It'll be quarter one, quarter two. Oh, like if they reduce. Yeah, it. for next year, if they yeah. start reducing, they're going to pause for now. It sounds
1: yeah, like. I think the 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 maybe hope from an investor standpoint is they do reduce rates. Yeah. Sooner than later, but I feel like it's probably going to be later than sooner because yeah. this Fed seems very uh, very hesitant to let inflation get the best of them again. Yeah. So they probably would keep the rates where they are longer than. Than, than a
2: shorter time, I think. So and that that leads us into the next thing we're going to talk about is inflation. So okay. 2022 and 2023, we saw high inflation. Yeah.
1: So we saw. Uh, I mean, we there was like over nine percent at one point. Yeah. Uh, now that wasn't this year. Actually, this year, what did we start at? It was six, uh, about six and a half, six point four percent was the year over year inflation at the beginning of the year, and now uh, the, in November here, it's only been three point one. Now I think that's I think that's interesting. It's also really interesting. We've been in the three to three point seven range actually since June. Okay. So we've been in the threes here for for almost half of the year, uh, and I don't know this month if it'll be a little higher, maybe. Uh, their preliminary projections are maybe you know above three, maybe four, but we've been in that three ish range, uh, and I think that's significant because hey, the inflation number has come down. Now I think. Something to point out is inflation numbers, they're like year over year. So how much, yeah. you know, so we're like 3% more expensive to buy groceries or whatever the, the average is today versus a year ago. Yeah. Yeah. But we maybe are 6 or 10% higher than it was 3 or 4 years ago, mm-hmm. right? The thing that we're not doing, we're not going backwards, yeah. right? We're not going to have deflation where the price of
2: groceries, groceries is, going down. is probably going yeah. down. Yeah.
1: Uh, so I doubt that's happening, but at least if we can keep it around three, that's like a that's like a hundred year average is like two point nine percent. And so if we look back historically, two point nine is an average inflation number. So we're
2: right in that range right now, and that's and that's good. Okay. So how does that affect our stocks and our mutual funds, those companies that we're buying when inflation is high or interest rates are high? What does that affect our companies?
1: So in, in interest rates going up is harder for companies to do business, right? Mm-hmm. Because they're borrowing money, right? So if they're, they're not all borrowing money, but a lot of companies are. And if they're borrowing money and it costs more interest, they can't make as yeah. much money, right? So it's, it's harder to make a profit. If interest rates go down, that's really positive for owning businesses mm-hmm. because, hey, I can borrow money at a, you know, at a lower rate and, and, and have more profit. Yeah. And so that's, uh, in fact, the, the, you know, we'll talk about the, the, the returns, but this last month, uh, stocks companies prices have gone yeah. up a ton and that's because they the Fed has projected that rates are going to be the same or you know potentially lower down the road and if that's the case that bodes well for uh, investing companies so interest rates can be really uh, by, by interest rates going down uh, in the future that that is good for business uh, flip side of that is 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 if their inflation is less that can be good for business as well, right? Mm-hmm. So if you're a company and you have to buy your raw, your raw ingredients, right? Yeah. So you can, you can buy those at a cheaper rate than what you could before. Maybe you can make a bigger profit as mm-hmm. well. So both of those things are
2: good for the future of, you know, of, of investing and in owning a, owning a, a business. Okay. So um, going back to the, those returns, what we've been seeing throughout the year, okay. um, I want to talk about the S&P, okay. start to finish. Where are we at now? Where we started? what's it been look like looking like and what's it going to look like going forward
1: okay yeah so the s&p so just to give you some numbers on that um the s&p index started at like 38.95 to start the year Mm and i'm using round numbers it's like 47.68 today so that's like a change of like you know including uh it's like a 23 percent change oh wow uh, from from the beginning of the year so uh i mean to put that in perspective a little bit though uh things had been down, right? Last mm-hmm. year, we were down nine months out of the year before things kind of recovered. And so um, that's a big jump. So to, so to contrast that with the Dow Jones Industrial Average, it only has like a 12% return to start the year. So why is that? Well, it's different companies. And a lot of the S&P return has been driven by a small number of very large companies. Yeah. Uh, so it's not to say that you know one of those is bad versus the other, but I think it brings us back to the point that we always get to is we have to have diversification, mm-hmm. right? You can't just buy the big Dow companies. You can't just buy the S&P companies. You can't just buy foreign companies or small. You have to have a little a bit of everything. But, but it's been a very good year. Mm-hmm. And, and we started the year kind of saying this because we were looking at history. And history says after the midterm elections, the year that followed the midterm elections, there's a very strong... Uh, history of having positive returns in those years. In fact, the average is up like a
2: 14% return if we look back historically. And so the s and at, what, 22%, 23%? Yeah. And so the Dow is approaching that, is that Yeah, 12? the Dow is approaching yeah, that, it's, it's approaching at 12. That. Okay. So that's, um, I don't remember if that average was on
1: the S&P or the Dow, yeah. that, for, that average. But, but yeah, I mean, it's, it's, it's been a good good see. year but it didn't feel like that all year, yeah. right? A lot of our gains have come in the last month or so. Mm -hmm. Uh, And so that's, I mean, that's why we have to be patient investors, right? It'd be real tempting the mid year to look down and say, well, interest rates are still kind of high. Interest rates are still high. Inflation's still kind of high. This doesn't look good, Uh, but if you're patient and you wait till, you know, Christmas, you get a nice Christmas present. So yeah,
2: (laughs) at least this year, so. yeah so the last thing i want to talk about um would be well there's two things i shouldn't say the last thing um next year they're talking about a recession coming coming okay as in they i'm saying mostly uh economists that are t- you know looking at what we're doing now and they're projecting out into the future okay so talk a little bit about that so
1: i mean first of us, first of all we'll define recession yeah so recession is not the stock market going down. People think. Yep. Think people think recession means the stock market is going down. That's not the definition of a recession. Definition of recession is uh, two decreasing quarters of GDP. All right. So then the question is, well, what is GDP?
2: Yeah. You, what's GDP, Tyler? <laughs> um, so gross domestic product. Yeah. So yep. gross domestic product is. Um, Defined as all the goods and services within a certain time frame in a year. Okay. Produced so, yeah. by a country.
1: Yeah. And so they kind of break <clears> it down. You know, there's actually four components that make up GDP. And I wrote them down because it's hard to remember. But yep. uh, GDP makes up uh, a measure of personal consumption, right? Mm-hmm. Spending, people spending, uh, business investment, uh, government spending, and net exports. And so there's a formula and they get this number and so they, they come up with a GDP number based on
2: that data um, you know every every quarter. And can you, can you give us like an example of those four? Like cuz what does the government spending side of that mean? Oh, well, that's what a does good the question. business and investment uh
1: What's an example you know, I mean, so so personal spending is easy. It's right, yeah. okay, spending on goods and services, right? Are mm-hmm. uh, sales of cars up or down, right? Yeah, yeah. Uh, government spending. I'm not quite sure how they measure that, uh, but if the government is spending less, it would be a negative number. If they're mm-hmm. spending more, I would I would think it would be. If they're spending less, it, I'd rather the government spend yeah. less because my taxes. Would so that'd be, be less. positive. That'd, that'd be, be positive. positive for me. Yeah. It'd be negative towards the GDP. Um, Net exports is one that really can kind of flip things. In fact, that's uh, kind of what happened earlier. Was it uh, there was a there was a period. No, it was a year ago already where Mm we had uh, GDP go down two quarters. Yep, but then it went right back up. And so we didn't go into this recession area. But the net exports was negative and that was overweighing the positive of the other three. And so that was kind of an interesting time. So. The question is, does a combination of these put us into a recession and and go backwards? And right now, I'm I'm not seeing the numbers supporting that. Now, it could, um, but if it goes down, does does recession mean the stock market goes down? Not always. It's not a direct correlation.
2: Yeah, and I think the big thing is a recession is coming sometime in the future because we're not going to ever avoid them. Sure. Um, And you know, some of our clients and the people we've talked to throughout the year um, have mentioned, brought it up, say, hey, we're gonna go into a recession. Well, there is one probably into the future. I don't know if it's gonna be next year, two years, three years, or 10 years away. Right. But those corrections happen. And uh, I think on, on a previous video, you talked about um, there's usually a correction every five years, one every five years. Yeah, somewhere in that range, okay. yeah. So that's that's good,
1: a recession is coming. But don't we don't, I don't know if you said, but, <laughs> well. but we don't know when, right and so yeah. I guess as investors, I guess we don't see the indicators that there is a looming recession, but I think we always have to just be prepared in our portfolios yeah. for that matter, right and that's where it's you know if that happens, we want to make sure that whether we're on the beginning end of investing you know, or young investor or an old investor, we have an approach
2: yeah. that
1: is set up for that and a and there's there's different things we do with different clients depending on it,
2: mm-hmm.
1: um, and uh, but but the outlook is this year we did not have a recession, right? We yeah. have not had a recession this year, and so that's that's been good news.
2: Okay. Um, last thing, um, maybe this is a concept that might not make sense to a lot of people, but I want you to explain it. They might hear about this inverted yield curve. Okay. Um, and ha- what that has to do with bonds? So inverted yield curves. So typically if you invest and
1: you invest in a short-term bond investment you're going to get a lower yield a lower interest rate than if you invest in a longer term so let's say i buy a three month treasury bill Mm -hmm. right maybe that pays uh five percent i would expect that if i'm going to tie up my money for 10 years i should be getting like a seven percent right like i'm tying up my money longer i should be paid more to keep it tied mm-hmm. up well we're inverted so right now a three month uh, treasury uh, is five point two three but a two year is four point four seven and a ten year is three point nine five <laughs> so it's inverted it's opposite yeah. of what it should be and that can be an indicator uh, traditionally of you know maybe a recession coming mm-hmm. down the line and so that's why some of that um, that's why that's in the news yeah. i guess you know that makes the headlines right now uh but that's what will you know if interest rates go and the reason they're saying that is because the fed like we said to start yeah. with has said well we might be not raising rates again and the next you know move may be down mm-hmm. well okay so if i'm if i'm um uh, lending money out and I know rates are going to be lower longer. Why would I pay you for longer when I know rates yeah. are potentially going to be lower? So that is tying in with what the Fed is telling us. It's matching exactly what they're mm-hmm. saying. They're like, "Hey, we've raised rates. We're here, but we we probably will maybe lower those down the road." Okay. And uh, it's reflected because you know a little over five percent on a three month. But if I go out two years, I'm only getting four and a half percent.
2: Yeah. Okay. Well, you know that was most of the questions we've seen throughout the year. Yeah. Um, just over overall. Um, uh, is there anything else you wanted to add?
1: Yeah, I think that's a good wrap on the year. You yeah. know, there's been a lot of of activity that we haven't seen in the last decade. Yeah. We haven't seen um, the interest rates move like this in the last yeah. decade. We haven't seen inflation like we've had in the last decade. We haven't seen some of the moves in our you know our our stock portfolios and what we own like this in the last decade. Mm-hmm. so it's it's been um, an eventful year. Uh, but it's it's ending up to be a good year for investors so uh,
2: I you know I think anything else you want to add or no that that touched on all of it Um, you know when I was when you said in the last 10 years I'm thinking what I was doing 10 years ago so 10 years ago um, I was in college but uh, you know for our younger investors they have never experienced something like this. Where our older investors have went through the '80s and the '90s and a lot of fluctuation. So they're, you know, maybe they're more patient, or maybe the uh, it's the other way around. I think we need to, you know, work on some more education with our younger investors, just so you know, this is common to have corrections, but it's well, unique it, in what we're. It, it, I don't think it matters where you are because
1: yeah. once we have periods where things go up quite a bit, like they did through the you know 2010 through 2020, yeah. you forget what it's like. Yeah. Right. You forget what the volatility and some of that uncertainty is mm-hmm. like, but like you said, it is typical to have corrections every four to five years, yeah. and it's going to happen again. We're going to have these cycles, and uh, you know our process allows for that. You know what we invest in, the way we invest it, the way we approach it. Um, you know we know those are going to come, and so we 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 compensate for that as we you know manage the portfolios that we're working with. Mm-hmm. So yeah. Um, but yeah, hopefully this was helpful. A little wrap on the year. Uh, if you have questions on what your, you know, your individual portfolio is doing, you know, how some of these things maybe are affecting you, uh, let us know. If you're new to us, uh, by all means, give us a call, ask us questions, share this with uh, some friends and family. Uh, and uh, we both want, you know, uh, I, this is right around Christmas. I don't know if this is going to get out by Christmas, but if if it does, Merry Christmas. If it not, Happy New Year. I'll talk to you soon.
0: To talk financial health between episodes, please email us at firstandofffinancial at lpl.com or give us a call at 402-887-4302. Please visit our website at firstandofffinancial.com, spelled F-U-R-S-T-E-N-A-U-F-I-N-A-N-C-I-A-L.com. There you can find more about our team, what we offer, news and articles, and many resources. You can also check us out on Facebook. The opinions voiced in this show podcast are for general information only and are not intended to provide specific advice or recommendations for any individual. To determine which strategies or investments may be suitable for you, consult the appropriate qualified professional prior to making a decision. All investing involves risk, including loss of principle. No strategy assures success or protects against loss. Past performance is not a guarantee of future results. This presentation contains forward-looking statements and projections. There are no guarantees that these results will be achieved. Bonds are subject to market and interest rate risk if sold prior to maturity. Bond values will decline as interest rates rise and bonds are subject to availability and change in price. The Standard & Poor's 500, S&P 500, is a stock market index containing the stocks of 500 American corporations with large market capitalization that are considered to be widely held. The Dow, D- Dow Jones Industrial Average is an unmanaged index which consists of a price-weighted average of 30 significant stocks traded on the New York Stock Exchange. Indexes are unmanaged and cannot be invested into directly. Securities offered through LPL Financial, member FINRA, SIPC.